Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Radam Igberto is your host. Thank you so kind of for being part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. What is up on today? I Today, I want to sort of cover what occurred on, on that, what should I say? On that town hall, it wasn't quite a town hall. But I tell you something. It. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. It, it said quite a bit. And uh, I think it's important. I think it is very important for Democrats, for progressives, to take their heads out of the sand and start engaging uh, real people, maybe so that one can adjust the message that reaches the people appropriately. Um, it doesn't matter that the, that the town hall was not fair. It doesn't matter that this town hall was stacked. It doesn't matter that CNN learned something from CBS. That is, Donald Trump may bring some eyeballs, so let me try to get him on my good side right now because, you know, even as we don't particularly like him, we can probably be able to uh, we probably will be able to use him in some manner, in some fashion. So here's the deal. Beforehand, let me salute my peeps. Eric Hayes is in the house. El Senor Michael Rodnan is in the house, AVQ. El Ladonia Bridge MCP is in the house, as well as Melanie Keelan from Barcelona, Spain. And our beautiful Yvette Avery Herod says... Afternoon, PDR Posse. Afternoon, our dear lady. Anyhow, uh, hi all. Loving the weather, according to Brisa. New York must be doing excelente mundo. Love that you're doing fine in New York, Breach. We just got over several days of rain and the sun is out and it's muggy and it's hot. And in the studio, I'm having to run the second unit. To kind of keep cool. Of course, I turn it off for the sound issues when we start broadcasting, which means by the end of the show, the temperature will be up. That's okay. But Bridge brought us MAGA GOP rep can't convince Fox News he has a case against Biden. The final verdict on how Fox has reformed itself since Dominion suit is by no means in, but at least one MAGA congressman, James Comer, who chairs the House Oversight Committee, found that the usual softball interview that MAGA crowd is used to seem to have disappeared from the airwaves. Comer found himself having to actually answer questions and or provide proof of the disappeared or of the alleged crimes by the current uh, President Joe Biden. To top it off, this just wasn't one time, but twice in one morning that Comer was asked for and couldn't provide proof to Fox or the audience. 
first, Comer went on Fox and Friends and was interviewed by longtime host Steve Ducey. Comer tried to gloss over how his committee hasn't actually found any facts in the fact-finding investigation and instead tried to connect the dots that just weren't there in a series of logical fallacies. Ducey called him out in pretty plain language, however. I know the Republicans said that the smoking gun were those financial records that you were able to subpoena and got your hands on, Ducey told Comer on Thursday. And your party, the Republican investigators, say that that's proof of influence peddling by Hunter and James Biden. But that's just your suggestion. The Fox News host pointed out, you don't actually have any facts to that point. You've got some circumstantial evidence, Ducey also added. And the other thing is, all of those names, the one person who didn't profit is, is that there's no evidence that Joe Biden did anything illegally. Comer kept trying to convince Ducey and his Fox audience that even though he had no proof, that it must be true. And blaming their lack of actually finding any wrongdoings is due to clever use of code names by Joe by Hunter Biden. As if that ever stopped a prosecution. Boy, oh boy. Think about that. I guess Fox News is going to have to start doing this for future, you know, when, when other people try to get them in court, they can say, yes, yes, we are a real station. Yes, we are a real news station. I, I you know, no, you're not, but it's okay. At least you're trying. All right, from Eric Hayes, Egberto, for you and the Posse, Uber Technologies Inc. held one of the largest IPOs of all time, valuing the company at $68 billion. Interestingly, its valuation during the first round of financing was a mere $3.86 million. This means Uber's earliest investors saw a payday of 1,761,558% and IPO day. While all of the Uber's initial investors were accredited, changes in federal law now allow anyone to invest in high-growth startups on platforms like StartEngine. Investors can even invest in StartEngine itself for a limited time. All right. Why did you bring that subject, my brother, Eric Hayes? You know, what that is is a casino. That person put some money. They took a gamble and they put some money into... Uber technology is great. And what happened? Somehow, somebody decided to value Uber technologies. Uh, is Uber technologies the people who own Uber? I don't know who they are. Let me see if that's a company. But somebody decided that Uber technologies are somehow, yeah, it's the same company. Yeah. That Uber technologies is somehow worth $68 billion. There are oil companies, there are chip companies, there are all these kinds of companies out there that have assets, that have real technologies, that aren't even close to worth that kind of billion dollars. That's a joke. Yep, whoever, I, if, I, if I had bought that stock in the beginning, I would sell it too and collect my 1,761,558% profit, or, or rather uh, turnover, Wow, it's ridiculous, Eric. What I'm trying to say when I talk about this is not a meritorious as a meritorious uh, society. 
If I had just had a friend that said, Egberto, take on this APO, give me $10,000, and I give him $10,000 to invest in that APO, IPO, and somehow that thing turned over and I got millions, that's, I am, I am now accrued millions of dollars, right? Billions, actually. And you think I earned that? I earned that because I blindly gambled, right? That is not how, you, but guess who didn't make that money? All those people that are driving and taking those people from point A to point B, they make minimals, they make less than minimum wage when you take into account, when you take into account the wear and tear on the cars, when you take into account all these issues, they make less than minimum wage. And somebody decides that they invested in that company and they're going to make millions. And the people who actually makes that, make that service, the drivers that go out there and take the risk with their lives, the ones who take their risk with their lives, think about how many Uber drivers are pulled over, how many Uber drivers are, are, Uber drivers are harmed. It, the, way, the kind of society we have today, it then means that the Uber drivers, the one who make the company occur, the software engineers in India and, and, and Vietnam who wrote the code that makes that, that thing efficient, they don't get anything. But those guys who are of the investment class, wow, they clean up. Does the word antiseptic slavery make sense to you now, Eric Hayes? That's the modicum of antiseptic slavery. Because again, all that money that that person who just put their, a bit of cash in there, all of that is on the backs of those who actually take the risk. People say, well, he risked this capital. Well, every time an Uber driver goes out there, they risk their lives. But they don't get to take, they don't get to partake of that, that appreciation in the valuation of that company. There is something completely wrong with a system where it does not shift. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Hear those values. And if you can't see that, what can I say? Michael Rodney says CNN has let CNN has always had a neutrality bias when objectivity was required. Very true. Eric Hayes says CNN got trumped again. Looks like the reporter could not handle him, especially on the Ukrainian question, as he was saying he wants it over and no more to to deal. No more no more money out the door. She had no answers. Huh? Bad orange boogeyman. Give a platform. Why? Because CNN wants to change image. CNN viewership is low. Yes, you're right about half of what you just said. CNN viewership is low, and they thought by bringing in Donald Trump at the risk of harming the country would give them some play. 
Unfortunately, it made them look, it made CNN look less than professional at the same. And by the way, the host, what's her name? Caitlin. Caitlin was not a bad host. Donald Trump just is not the typical person to be interviewed. You can't use standard uh, journalistic techniques with Donald Trump at all. Standard journalistic techniques do not work with Donald Trump. All right, let's see. Carl Cox says the upcoming 2024 uh, election is among uh, the most important, if not the most important election in America's history. A victory by Trump and the Republicans would mean the end of American democracy. I agree wholeheartedly. Michael Rodney says CNN gave Trump a softball interview and failed to understand that anyone who would stand in line for a Trump performance would be a Trump fan. What should be noted when Trump distanced himself from Carol and made what I uh, thought was a rape joke, the, uh, the crowd laughed. I'll be waiting for the Democrats to run an ad with a man standing over a battered woman. Trump's voiceover from the town hall, followed by audience laughing. Closing line, this is the Republican Party. You know, Michael Rudnan, uh, write the text for that. Let me make that ad. Because you know who's not going to make that ad? The Democratic Party. That's, they don't know how. They, they, bring, they bring a play gun to a gunfight. Eric Hayes says, Egberto, when people help you, aid you, and hide in things, then you too are blinded by falsehood of your mirage. I don't know what I'm blind about, but I try to take everything. In fact, I'm the one who's saying that Donald Trump, based on what I see and how, how Democrats are already handling things, could actually win. All right, Tom C. says, Comer's smoking gun was a squirt gun filled with soap bubbles. It's funny. That's so right, Tom C. Eric Hayes says, Egberto... Why are there millions being paid to the Biden family members? Bank records don't lie. Well, why don't you, how comes you can't convince Trump of a Fox News of that? And it doesn't matter. We can look into anybody's bank records unless you have the, unless you have the, the what do you, the, the what that's, unless you have the real answers, be quiet. Unless you, what is that term you say? Unless you have the, the, the feed, ah, there's a, there's a word. Anyway, uh, let's see. Eric Hayes says, all right, Karka, Eric Hayes is permanently blinded by falsehood. GOP lies. He generally is. Welcome aboard, Lee Grant. How are you doing today? Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Michael Rodden says, Eric Hayes, millions paid to the Biden family. What are you talking about, Clinton? Let me guess. It's something you read in a conspiracy mill. More than likely, that's the case. Lee Grant says, please keep an eye on the southern border. Stuff getting real. Like I said, I don't expect it to be as bad as people think it's going to be. And that is because uh, the, 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 the vice president has been doing a whole lot of work in Central America. And given that we don't get real news in the United States, we don't get the, what's going on in Guatemala, Nicaragua, and, uh, and Venezuela. We don't, we don't hear about it here. You don't hear it on the news channels. But one of the reasons that the, you, you're not going to see as many crossings as has been predicted is likely because those techniques of keeping people in those countries, not only for applying for asylum there, but for investing in those countries finally. But you're not going to get that. And the reason why, I imagine the Biden administration doesn't want to say, hey, we've invested in Nicaragua because then you invest in Nicaragua to stop all these people from coming over here based uh, because of the policies we have towards Central America. And people say, oh, you're giving money to Nicaragua. Not saying that it's cheaper to do it that way than it is to, well, that is why critical thinking is so important. And that is what's so lacking in America now, critical thinking. Critical thinking is critical. Unfortunately, we remain not thinking. 
Bridge MCP says Michael Rodden and Eric Hayes, millions paid to the Biden family. What are you talking about? I think, didn't I read that one already? Yeah, I guess it's something about a conspiracy. Like, better to just read there. Read there is nothing there. Okay, good. Our, let's see. Eric Hayes says, earn via investment, bud money, moving and uh, managing. Try it. You might like it, daddy. Government wants to take it and overspend. That is, that is, Eric what you're saying makes absolutely no sense, sir. I gave you the rationale about the the, uh, the Uber and Uber. You you brought you brought a necessary subject that allowed me to enhance much of what I talk about. Why our system is a failed system, not based on meritocracy. And it's and I, I'm going to repeat it because a lot of new people just came in. I'm going to repeat this. Um, Eric brought a story that said uh, Uber was worth three point something or some amount of million dollars. And now that's exploded to 68 million billion dollars, which means that those people who go ahead and um, those people who invested early on made over a million percent increase in their value. So you invest $10,000, you're worth several million dollars now, right? And I said, that that's interesting with the system. The company has appreciated in value, but the folks that have actually done the work that all the, the drivers that are around, they don't partake in that. All the software engineers they have in India and elsewhere, they don't partake in that. All the people that made the company what it is, they don't partake in those who just invested capital, those who invested human resources, their lives. I, I did an interview with an Uber guy before. I, I played it several times here before. May I try to play it if we have some time? You know, he's making less than minimum wage when he takes a wear and tear and car and much other things into account. So no, it's not a meritocracy. All right, but he says, Eric Reed, but that's just your suggestion. The Fox News has pointed out. You don't actually have any facts to that point. You just, you got some circumstantial evidence. Dewey also said, thank you for pointing that out, Bridge. And if, if you know, Fox is just trying now, I guess. I guess they're trying. All right, uh, Eric Hayes says, Rodney, you want to be poor? Fine, be a slave to the government spending, be a taker. Preach that on, buddy. No, the only taker is that person who is taking the, the skills and the values from that Uber driver, from that engineer, from that doctor. Those are the takers. They just take it legally. Okay? When you go and you spend the amount of money you spend for an x-ray, it's not because you have to spend that. It's because others are taking your money away from you legally based on how our economic system runs. Michael Ren is like, Berto, if you want to write an ad like that, please do. Yeah, what I'm saying, the last time I wrote an ad, you wrote the words. I love the way, the way you did it the last time. All right. Mike Cisak says, Bridge, MCP, but there is Joe and Hunter Biden shared a bank account together so that all money coming into Hunter would be used by Joe. That's often more than 10% for the big guy. Doesn't matter. Show, come on with the goods. Let's see the goods. Show me the goods. Uh, let's see, uh, what else we got here? But he says, if there is Mike, why didn't the house say or show it? They cannot. Again, they're just talking. They're just blowing smoke up people's, you know what? All right. CNN, uh, uh, Paul Fleming says, CNN got rid of Don Lemon because of his misogynistic comments, uh, then turned around and let the most misogynistic person in America to be on their network. Make it, make it make sense. Again, it makes no sense. And you, you, you. You know, I didn't even think about that, Paul Fleming, but you're so right. I didn't even think about that, but you're so right with that, 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 uh, that comparison right there. Hello, relatives. 
That's coming from E2247, our brother in crime. Michael Rodden says, the U.S. has repeatedly screwed our over Latin America and our hostile foreign policy. And then we wonder why so many Latinos are trying to get out of the bad situation. Hey, xenophobes, refugees are not uh, coming here for revenge. They're coming here to try to restart their lives, to work for a better life for themselves and their children. P.S. We used to call that the American dream. You nailed it. You nailed it. I always tell people that when the pilgrims came here, they came here to conquer. The pilgrims and others, of course. When these people are coming into America, they come in for a job. They're coming to make it a better place. Uh, let's see what else we got here from Mike Cisak says, Bridge MCP, because it's already known. Come on, keep up with the news already. We learned about it back when it was getting money from Ukraine. Well, it was already known and no prosecution. Oh, of course, you know, it's just a conspiracy crap. All right, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Paul, it really is all too nonsensical letting the most misogynistic person in U.S. get on air. It is. I would not put him on my program. If even, even if tr Trump tried to come on, I wouldn't put Trump on the program. Not that he would try to come to my music program, but you know. Anyway, Eric Hayes, uh, what do you do? I want from our government create a strong social safety net, set the conditions so that everyone can have at least enough to thrive, while giving those who want to be better for themselves and their communities the opportunity to rise above. We do this by prioritizing the needs of the people. Please don't strawman your opposition's viewpoints. That statement cannot be argued with. The one from Michael Rudden, Bridge MCP says, Mike. The news was today from the GOP. They cannot prove and said it that you keep it up. Right? The GOP said they couldn't prove. All right. Mike Cisak says Biden's and son shared bank account. And I don't know what you're trying to prove there, but Bruce is in the house. And he says, how are we treating yesterday's facilitator? I thought she did okay. I don't look. I if I don't know. This morning I was on uh, on um, you call, you talk, you talk with uh, Steve Hunter and I defended her. I, th I thought she did a very good job. I think given who her uh, who the subject was, Donald Trump, I don't think she could have done a better job. I, you know, I, I, I think a lot of this stuff, you know, some people are going to want to say, well, somebody else could have done better. I really don't know. I, I, Hunter, uh, Steve Hunter said he thought Dana Bash would have done a better job. I don't think so. I don't think Dana Bash would have done any better than this guy. And I don't even think Jake Tapper would have done any better. I honestly don't think so because Donald Trump was just a bulldozer running over people. And what you said meant absolutely nothing to Donald Trump. And if, if what you're talking about means nothing to Donald Trump, then he's going to continue pushing the stories you want. Now, a lot of Democrats, I think, have themselves fooled, right? And what I like is what Jen Psaki had to say. I want you to listen to Jen Psaki here. And then we'll take it on the other side because she was able to take away, what's the word that I want to use? Separate the crap from the crapa. There we go. I did not watch the entire CNN last night with Trump. And the reason why I eventually stopped was I was pretty upset because I saw exactly where it was going. I saw how the crowd was responding, a decidedly Republican crowd. I saw the, the way the questions were asked. I also saw the way Trump responded to it. I also noticed how the, the interaction and the command of, of the stage. I saw all of that. And I, I just left and said, 
the media is doing it again. The media is giving him a platform again. And I don't want to give the host uh, a hassle because she is following journalistic principles as we uh, as they learned it in school. And I, I, I really understand where they're coming from. She did push back, etc. But Donald Trump dominated the stage and the, the, the frequency of lies, every single sentence, the frequency of lies. I mean, it's hard to, uh, to fact check that in real time. These time, types of town halls shouldn't be a question answer. It should be a question. He lies. And you said, Donald Trump, you are lying. And here is the uh, that is the way you have to deal with a chronic liar. So I really uh, liked what Jen Psaki had to say here, because uh, Democrats are thinking too too they, they are of the belief that Trump is going to be easy to beat. The truth of the matter with the several dynamics I saw him play, and I'll discuss that later on. But he, he played a lot of dynamics in there that could fuse a winning coalition. He could fuse a winning coalition by simply working on the grievance of just about every particular group. But anyhow, listen to what Jen Psaki had to say, and then we'll take it on the other side. The White House d- does not want to deal with the headache that was or or perhaps further expose people to the nightmare that was President Trump spouting lies um, largely uncensored for 75 minutes. Is that I mean, is that part of a campaign strategy? Talk to me about there are no accidental decisions in something like that. What do you think that represents? That's true. And now I want to know more about that. But I would say, Alex, they don't from the officials. I still talk there and I do stay in touch with a number of my former colleagues. They don't underestimate Trump when there was a whole theory of, oh, Trump would be the easiest to run against. Oh, Biden would clean his clock. That was not something I ever heard from a former colleague over there. They ran against him before and he almost beat Biden. So they are not the ones in my experience or from my engagements with them who need a kind of a wake up call. I will say that given tonight was one of Trump's biggest returns to the national stage in a while, it should be a pretty big wake up call for Democrats. I mean, he he lied about a lot of things. He said some crazy things like the country could default. He couldn't fit good answer whether he would sign an abortion ban. Maybe he's on the side of Russia. Uh, he said lots of crazy things about January 6th. All of that is true. But he also had a command of that town hall meeting mm-hmm. and he has the evil charisma that people can hate, but it is happening. And hopefully it was a wake up call for people out there about the reality that this guy is currently on the path to be the nominee and to maybe likely give the president a run for his money. Yeah, I I think you're absolutely right about the evil charisma. He was owning the room and perhaps more disturbingly, the room was eating it up. Uh, Well, that was the most disturbed. I mean, there was a lot of disturbing, but the laughing uh, when there were insane things, offensive things, things about E. Jean Carroll being said, the laughing in the room, that was disturbing. Uh, You know, and the fact of the matter is, as we talk about the evil charisma, Trump's owning of the room, the audience lapping it up, this could be a summer of criminal indictments against the president. Mm -hmm. And as devastating as that should be for anybody who is concerned about the state of our democracy, it could also weirdly strengthen Trump. And I wonder for from amongst his people, 
from a Biden standpoint, what is your sense of how the White House talks about potential criminal indictments, how much they wade into that? Mm -hmm. Well, there is a tradition, as you know, Alex, of not weighing in on criminal indictments, and they're going to try to abide by that is my bet. That becomes harder and probably less strategically to their advantage if there's an indictment on January 6th. On the Georgia case you were just talking about, these are fundamental values, defense of democracy. They're going to have to find a way to talk about it. They don't have to comment on the case, but it is about values, what you're trying to defend, and and the contrast between the two candidates. So yeah, I think it changes a little bit if there are other indictments on these other issues. Do you think President Biden is ready to go ham? (laughs) Because it feels like he's going to need to do that. Ready to go ham? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to rephrase for those of you not following along at home, but is he ready to throw punches because it feels like Trump is in the ring? I think so. He did in 2020. I think he has to be. The other thing, though, to remember here is it's probably not going to be won or lost on fact checking. It's probably going to be on fighting about the issues, abortion access, democracy, the economy that helped him win in the first time. So I think he's going to be very specific about where he throws his punches. So Jensaki is, is, is right. We This is going to be a real tight race if it's with uh, if it's with Joe Biden. And the reality is there are no guarantees because as dumb as Donald Trump is, I saw him reach out to just about every demographic. I mean, he've insulted quite a few as well, but the same ones that he insulted, he pretty much gave a few of them something to nibble on. Um, Let me tell you, folks, because our society continues to be and devolve into non-critical thinking, considering education less than, it means that the kind of thinking that we need to use to elect the people that are appropriate is somewhat suspect. You doubt it? 2016, even 2020. So there's a lot of work that activists have to do. It's not going to be from the telephone, telephone screen, the television screen or from town halls. It's going to be in the trenches. Activists in this election cycle have to do what Republicans and the right wing has started several years ago. And that's in the trenches. These guys are bombarded with lies throughout the day. Email, social media, not just around election times, but continuously. Absolutely so. Absolutely so. Welcome aboard, uh, May Wood. Welcome aboard, uh, Paravet, Paravet. I saw somebody else in here as in Deborah Moyers. How you doing, Deborah? I haven't seen you in a few days. Uh, let's see if I missed anybody else. Welcome to the program. All right, um, let's see. Eric K says, what is going to happen when we have another 9-11 or Oklahoma situation in the future? We have another 9-11 or Oklahoma city in the future. That's what's going to happen. And we, we handle it then. You know, I don't know what you're trying to say there, my dear friend. All right, uh, let's see what else we got. Maywood, that was a reply for Maywood. E2247, God forbid, uh, three Biden and son shared bank account. Uh, you know, again, it is. We are now in silly times, guys. Remember that. Paul Fleming says CNN knew what they were knew that they would learn nothing new from this man. So it was it wasn't even journalistic. So let's just call CNN Fox Light. That's exactly what happened last night. It was Fox Light last night. Uh, Bruce Pollard takes the uh, takes 
you know, look, look at the, the bright side. And he says, at least we know what we are up against. I agree with that, Bruce. Uh, Eric Hayes says, Maywood, Rudnan, you straw. Ah, that's, let's see what else we got here. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Bridge MCP said, I would admit it, Eric, in a New York second. Admit what? Uh, it's not a, to connect the dots. I know. we. That's, that's the thing. Progressives admit their mistakes in the, in the aggregate. The conservatives always try to make it somehow. I'm, I'm talking about these politicians now. Deborah Moyer says, please stop calling it President Trump. Former, former. I don't even want to say former President Trump. I just call him Trump. If I make a mistake and say President Trump, you can slap me across my head, please. Lee Grant says Trump did dominate. Yes, he did. But his very presence on CNN is the big message. I don't know. He's always been on CNN now. Come on. Uh, he, he was on all the channels. He just had to make a telephone call. He would be on Morning Joe. He would be on any CNN. Anytime he wanted to be on air in the 2016 election, he was. And quite a few times, he just had to call a news conference when it was 20, when he served this time between 2016 and 2020. So here you go. All right, what we got here. Deborah Moyer says, I really don't want to live in a Nazi America. None of us do. That's why we have a lot of work to do. We have a lot of work to do. And the, the best thing, as Bruce just pointed out there, is that at least our eyes are opened because some people think this frail dude was going to come out. The truth of the matter is he looked pretty energetic. Sometimes I think the guy's on speed, but I, <laughs> that's, just, that's just a joke, folks. That's just a joke. But yeah, for, for being an, a, a tall, big, obese dude compared to a lean in shape, guy like Biden, I'm sorry, he looks much more active than Biden does, even though you see Biden riding a bike, jogging, and all of that kind of stuff. He just doesn't look as, um, well, I won't go there. All right, let's see what else we got here. Deborah Moyer says, I really don't want to live in, I read that one already. She also says, who does? Who does? I think it will get worse before it's over, probably. Uh, Lee Grant says, Democrats are anti-laughing. No, we're not. We're just saying there are certain things that when you laugh about it, it says more about you than the person who's trying to make the joke, right? If I laugh about something about a woman getting raped or a woman getting violated, I think there's something wrong with me. And I think anybody who doesn't see that from last night, that's a problem. Trump violated. Trump, uh, they, they, they don't want to call it rape, so they call it uh, he sexually abused this woman, and these people lie, laugh at it. How sick. How sick. Mike Cisak says, taking bribes through family members is an impeachable offense. Yeah, but prove that he took the bribes. If you want to impeach him, impeach him, but prove your point. Michael Rodden says, who would stand in line to watch Trump? It's only Trump supporters. Basically, half of them are deplorables. That's who was in CNN's town hall. What? What? that not recognized. But that's not enough because, again, uh, let me tell you something, uh, uh, Rudnin. I'm around this, and I'm, go I'm around this city. I'm around the state. I'm going to be around the country. I'm going to be flying to Chicago. And where all the folks from around the country are going to be coming to tell their stories. And I'm really waiting to hear a lot of the stories about what's going on in the barrios, the ghettos, and Appalachia. I got people in, in the hills in, in, in uh, Pennsylvania, people in the all over the growing lands of New Mexico, et cetera. I want to hear what they have to say. Some of the union 
Uh, those local unions are going to be there that I've spoken to before. I want to hear what they're going to say, what some people's minds, because what I've seen thus far is the reason Biden polls are down now very low is has less to do with Republicans than it does with Democrats and independents. And that is where it becomes very dangerous. All right. Uh, Bridge MCP says, excuse me, it's not non-critical thinking. Here is no thinking. <laughs> oh, Bridge, you are so mean. All right, let's see what else. Uh, Mike C-Sex, Bridge MCP, none of Trump kids ever got paid for doing nothing. They did their own business work and got paid. No, they worked in the office, sir. Please do your research, okay? Both uh, she and her husband got paid. All right, let's see. Um, uh, what we got here. Mike Cisak, Trump's kids were put in this cabinet making deals with foreign nations, Saudis, China. You forget all, they, you know, it, that all Trump has to say is say it and they regurgitate it. They don't fact check it. All right, Mike Cisak, nothing against the law to do what Bridge MCP, to do that, Bridge MCP, as long as they have expertise in what they're hired for. The same applies to Biden, right? Eric Hayes, Egberto, they don't progressive blame and deflect and defund. Oh, keep, keep dreaming, sir. Uh, Deborah Moyers says, your head works too well to want to slap it around. Well, thank you, my dear, beautiful Deborah Moyers. Mike Cisak says, Hunter and Jim Biden, on their hand, had no expertise in any of the bribes and payoffs. Oh, really? Come on now. Uh, Michael Rodensek, Berto, progressives would prefer to live in reality using fact checks as basis for their belief. Since Trump, conservatives have lost their taste for fact checks. As fact checkers uh, kept correcting Trump's uh, record of falsehood, tens of thousands of times they do they do they do but we have to live in the world that we got and we have to win in the world that we got and that is what i'm trying people to open their eyes to not just say trump is so darn stupid he can't win trump is so darn stupid he can win okay all right let's see what we got here para ver deborah moyer says apalachia is so poor such terrible medical outcomes due to lack of providers and funds to pay for care i know my daughter was out there driving around doing some medical stuff, and she didn't know a part of America lived like that. Uh, Paul Fleming says, Trump is talking crime wave uh, and may get sued by E. Jean Curl again, besides that fact that the government is listening and, and can include what he said against the crimes that he'd already committed. True. Deborah Moyer says, we, uh, what did Deborah Moyer say? We need all the good brains we can sell, we can get, since the maggots have all lost. <laughs> that is funny. Okay, it's time to hear the other uh, piece here. This is now from Julian Castro. Julian Castro is sharing the same sentiment that I have. Check it out. Then we'll take it on the, where are we going to take it again? We're going to take it on the other side. I think Julian Castro nails it. I think we need to uh, really re-examine how Democrats are going to run in 2024. There are many, there are many red flags that are out there, including again. I don't want to put too much onto what occurred in the CNN uh, quote-unquote town hall, but I think it's a as as uh, Jen Psaki said, it is a wake-up call because it shows that the thug-in-chief of past still has the ability to lie and lie and lie in such a manner that, again, some people say, well, maybe it's a percentage of what he's saying is true. And just maybe uh, the lies about him and the economy and being successful 
just maybe it's correct because a lot of people are not like those who follow politics every day. They're not into knowing it all. They're not into knowing exactly what policy Biden did versus what policy uh, Donald Trump did, et cetera, and what Biden had to come and clean up. They don't understand that. And given that our media already is so poor, given that both parties are poor at, at, at educating their, their folks, I'm sorry. It's a show game right now. And if it just turns out to be a show game, Donald Trump, with all his flaws, with all the hatred towards him, has the possibility of being president again. I said this in 2016 when everybody thought Hillary Clinton had it locked up. And I'm saying it today again. The warning flags are coming earlier this time around. I hope they heed it. Listen to what Julian Castro had to say, and then we'll take it on the other side. What's your level of confidence that if Donald Trump is the nominee, Joe Biden can beat him? Well, I mean, I can tell you this, like a lot of people, if the choice is between uh, Donald Trump and Joe Biden, uh, I, I would vote for Joe Biden a thousand times if I could. I think that he has been and would be a much better president than uh, than Donald Trump. What we saw last night was the same Donald Trump uh, that was bad for this country uh, for the four years he was there. It would be even worse if he came back. But I also am not as confident as a lot of people in Washington and the Democratic establishment seem to be that Joe Biden is going to do well against Donald Trump. It really? is a little bit concerning. Yeah, I mean, I think it's worrisome when you have a president that does have a record uh, on the economy and other things that that folks can be proud of, that he can be proud of. And yet you have him polling either right about tied in the margin of error with Trump or behind Trump in the ABC News Washington Post poll a few days ago. And that's related to concerns that Democrats and some independents have with the president and something that his, his team has been unable to actually assuage the fears and the doubts that Democrats have. You cannot ignore the fact that more than half of Democrats in several polls over the last year have said that they wanted somebody other than Joe Biden to run. And right now, I think that the Democratic establishment is sort of trying to wipe that away, just sweep that under the rug. Uh, I'll give you a good, good example of that. The DNC have a lot of respect for them, like a lot of the people there, but then deciding that there will be no primary, no debate. I think they actually need to give Joe Biden a chance to get out there and show the American people what he can do, that he can run that campaign and, you know, beat whoever runs in the primary, uh, whoever those opponents are, uh, even if it's just RFK Jr. and Marianne Williamson. I don't think that they want to wait until the fall of 2024 to have those debates. As I said before, the warning flags are here early that if, if a change in a change in, in direction has to be made, that one can be made. But we better not put our heads in the sand. We better not try to fool ourselves or will ourselves into a belief that isn't justified by what the masses are actually telling us. We better listen and we better watch carefully. Because if somehow this guy was to get back in, our stature around the world ends. Because once again, People can say we made a mistake the first time around when we elected not just a fascist, but a somebody who is incompetent. 
But if we do it again, it means that America, as it's it, the people of America, not understand how to elect someone who can actually lead them correctly. Yes, absolutely so. Absolutely so. Bruce says, let's have a call in. So why don't you call in, Bruce? Uh, I'll, I'll put you on right away. You want to call in, Bruce? Be the person to call in and let us talk. Let us talk. E2247. A subpoena that Thomas E. Crow of the rest of their gang, Feinstein, is on the floor now. So what's the holdup? Well, I don't know. I don't know. But she did come in today or yesterday, I believe. All right. Lee Grant says, happy Biden Title 42. Wow. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Para ver, para ver, para ver. Uh, Eric Hayes, no, no, Lee Grant says, Eric Hayes, Biden's kids were in Obama's cabinet? No, they were private citizens. Banking on your name isn't a crime, unless if you're getting bribes for the family government off in, in office. You want to try to establish a direct connection for bribery? Go for it. An example of such would be the wives of several conservative Supreme Court justices taking millions for lawyers and right-wing groups who argued in front of the court. You see, what the, the, uh, the conservative politicians are trying to do is create some sort of a similarity between what, let's say, Biden's kids do with the, with the criminality that's occurring on the right. Anyhow, folks, if you want to give us a call and, and add your two cents, 1-823-7747. Give me a call. 281 823 Seven seven four seven. You call in now. I'll be able to take your call. Uh, you know, I got this set up for you guys. So give us a call. 281-823-7747. Let me make sure that that particular engine is running. And it seems like that engine is running just fine. So give us a call. All right. Let's see what else we got here in. Hello. Are you, Bruce? Hello. Yes. Can you hear me? So I, I can hear you. Okay, great. What's up? Quite well. Well, so I'm, what I'm interested in is everybody was beating up on Hunter, but they didn't really beat up on Mr. Trump's family, who I think has uh, benefited financially from, uh, his presidency and his uh, his uh, experiences. Wait, re repeat that. I don't know if I quite understand what you're, you're saying. Let me make sure first. Let me make sure that all this transmission is going over. Yeah, all this transmission is going on. Go ahead again, Bruce. So, so Hunter um, Hunter Biden may have made money being related to the president, right? But I think that I think that some of Trump's Mr. Trump's family has made money being related to the president as well. Agreed. 
I agree with you 100%. So do you do you think they're real do you think that there there there's anything really behind them trying to get to uh to Biden on this particular issue? I think that they just attack on all fronts. And since they work in the the gray area where things may or may not be the truth, they can attack in, in any direction they want and they don't have to uh they don't they don't have to attack in uh directions which are fair i mean it's the same thing as the the documents thing i mean the documents that that he was talking about on the um on the program last night were documents from uh the president's time spent as a senator and they don't they don't have the same and i'm almost for certain that um, none of those documents would have sat with a, a, a secret stamp on them. Well, that that is true. None of them said secret, as I recall. Now, Bri just said that my mic was going in and out. Did you hear the mic going in and out as you were listening today, um, Bruce? No, I didn't. And I hear you. I hear you fine. Um, so, excellent. This is, this is working. Excellent. Well. It seems like we have our full setup here. I'm still working with uh, the people who manufacture this particular product to see if we can do a better thing. Because if somebody else calls in right now, it, we can take the call, but we just have to put one on hold and all. You know, it's it's not the the, the cleanest way to do it, but it works just fine. Anything else you want to add, or anybody else? Anybody else want to call in? Just give us a call at two eight one eight two three seven seven four seven. I want to encourage. I think it's a great experiment for Egberto to have rather than to be reading things, to have people voicing their opinions so there can be direct uh, communications between each other. And once again, thanks, everybody. I'm glad I'm glad the PDR posse is making it uh, making the rounds. Thank you so kindly, Bruce. You're, as always, you're, you're one of our big guys. Uh, we got something for you. We got to talk a little later, but I'll give you a shout. I'll talk to you later. Anyhow, uh, okay, thank you for calling in. Uh, you hear what Bruce is requesting now, guys? Bruce is asking for you to, uh, yeah, it's good to type in the chat, but sometimes call in as well. So anybody else want to call in, let's go ahead and have a shout out to anybody else who wants to call into the podcast that will be broadcast all over the world when we, when we get it cleaned up and put it back out there. 281-823-7747. Again, that number is 281-823-7747. Michael Rudnin says, I, I always prefer to type rather than call. And I hear you, Michael. I know, you know, and that's why the, the idea behind the show also, right? And I, I try to impart this at KPFT as well when they, uh, when I sort of got a hard time between doing the, the video and audio because, you know, we're a radio station that I'm trying to also put online in real time. And, um, you know, some people prefer to see video. Some people just want audio. So if you want audio, you can use TuneIn. Um, what, I, what I will need to do is get the, um, uh, get the show on TuneIn as well. You can get it on TuneIn as a podcast, but I want to figure out how to get it onto these different platforms live. So I'm working on that. That's, the next, that's my next plan that we can actually do. So we'll be working on that and I'll let you know and keep you up to speed as far as the progress is concerned on that. Anyhow, we're coming close to that time. Anybody else wants to call in? You know, I love hearing from you. Let's see. Michael says, Egberto, you know what might be fun for a single episode? 
to mess around with TTS chat for message. Let's see, what is that? Fakeyou.com. I'll go ahead and read up on that and see TTS chat for messages. Never heard of it, but if you mention it and you think it's something that'll work, I will read up on it and try it. You know, this show belongs to all of you. So as such, I love ideas. I love emails too. You can always email me if you want stuff. TTS chat, text to speech. Ah, oh, that is what it is. <laughs> that would be cute. Um, yeah, you know what? I, I would look, I look into it. That, that sounds interesting. That sounds interesting. Uh, um, I'll look into it. That sounds interesting. You're absolutely right. So it's not just my voice, but we hear other voices as well. That sounds right. We'll look into that, Michael Rudnan. All right. We are coming close to the end of the show, and it's time for me to do my ask. And I want to ask all of you who can. Uh, we are currently way behind, not only at KPFT, but here as well. So let me ask you, for those who are who have the wherewithal and want to invest in uh in ensuring that we get all this this information out and we get this point of view out, etc. Please consider joining the PDR Posse. Please consider supporting us. One way, go to politicsunright.com slash PayPal. If you are on YouTube right now, just click that join button. Click the join button and become a part of our Posse. Alternatively, you can also become a patron. We need a whole lot of patrons, which we don't have but about 100 or so right now. Uh, the others we have, you know, so we, we, we need, we need your support politicsandright.com slash patron politicsandright.com slash patron. You can also support us by going to our store and getting stuff at our store. We have a lot of good stuff at our store, politicsandright.com slash store. I'm going to have the, I'm going to put these, um, uh, I'm going to put these, the embroidered, uh, polos that I'm making, I'm going to buy a whole batch uh, of them, uh, for sale as well. Uh, that one we'll sell directly out of here because again, it won't be, it wouldn't be procured by, by the people who are doing the store right now. So politicsandright.com slash store. All right. What else have I got here? Our books, please consider looking at our books, reading our books, buying our books. You can get that at politicsandright.com slash books. I'm sure you will find a lot out of them. As far as a brand, I, I am not sure, um, uh, Eric, what, what they are. And now you can, all the different ways in which you can support the program, you can find in at one location, and that is politicsunright.com slash support, politicsunright.com slash support. And I'm putting that in the chat right now as well. Please consider going to politicsunright.com slash support and support us in however uh, fashion you can. All right, we're about to close down this baby a little bit early today. My name is, according to the company, according to the company that I'm using, these things are made in the USA. I, I need to look at that to say. Anyway, my name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.